Hello and welcome to the What We Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this is episode 235. Yep. <laughs> I just... I was pretty... I was like... I wasn't 100% sure, yeah. but I was like, I think it's 30. <laughs> Five. Yes, it is 235, yep. which means it's the top five. Top five. Um, and this week... Uh, top five episodes that end in five. Five. <laughs> um, that's all our five. That's half of our top tens. Um, this is... Uh, this week we are doing uh, top five Joel Schumacher films. Uh, Joel Schumacher passed earlier this year, yeah. and uh, we thought we'd uh, take a look back at uh, his... Fairly wide variety of, of yeah, movies that he's very he's wide, done. very wide. And actually, I should say on that note, I do feel a little guilty is not the right word, but <laughs> this list is very focused on like my personal experience with his mm. films. Because after kind of deciding upon like, hey, we should do a yeah, I realized like I haven't seen. Yes. Like, he made way more movies than I thought yes. he did. Yes. And I've seen, like, a good amount, yeah. but that's still probably only, yeah. like, half of them. And there is a good chance that there's some good ones that I haven't seen. Yeah. Um, and that was, so I my list exactly is very focused thing. around my personal experience over yeah. time yeah. with his films and not an expansive or yeah. exhaustive or, mm-hmm. like, particularly um, all-encompassing list yeah. in any way mm-hmm. because... I realized that I'm like way less familiar with his body work than yeah. I thought I was. I because I just I didn't realize like I knew that he retired mm-hmm. a while back and then he hasn't had like a new film since like you know the 2000s. But um, I didn't realize that prior to that he was actually pretty prolific. Yeah. So um, yeah. I think it was, it's a big thing is for me was is um, it wasn't so much that he made more films than I realized he made. Yeah. It's just. I was just like, oh, I know he did that. I, I still haven't seen that. Yeah. Oh, I still haven't seen that yeah. either. And, oh, that's a movie I did want to see. Yeah. I didn't know that was a Joel Schumacher movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I should have seen that. And, and so it was a, really a lot of like, like, in the same boat, like, yeah. wow, I have, I have not seen, like, I feel I've seen kind of his, I've seen all his like big, most of his big famous films. Um, but I, I missed like. Well, there's oh, an elephant in the room regarding yeah. that. And well, see, and, and then we can address the other thing, which is it's, it's a two part sort of thing here. <laughs> is one uh, the Batman move, the bad Batman movies, yeah. um, which um, I believe actually we may have addressed this in a previous. Oh podcast, yeah, but, yeah. But it's we like, definitely have. It's he, he was a director. They're very he, much an oddity yeah. in his filmography, and yeah. and unfortunately because they're so high profile, yeah. it's something that a lot of people associate automatically that was your schumacher oh he did batman and robin yeah, yeah because yeah, that yeah. name was yeah, so yeah. much in the public because well, well, they use that his name. name is not as much in the public consciousness for a lot of the rest of his films yeah a lot of times the rest of his films they come out yeah and they're known more for what they are the actors in the them actors or like yeah. what they are as a yeah. movie yeah and people don't realize like that they're actually Joe Schumacher movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or even, you know, some of the ones that he did before the Batman movies that yeah. are quite, like, classic. Yeah. I'm making air quotes. Well, yeah. You know, because um, that means different things to different people. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's really unfortunate because yeah. they are kind of an oddity in his filmography. And, yeah. I mean, well, they're not really his fault because I mean, he essentially delivered the films that he was asked to deliver when hired by the studio to make those films. 
Yeah. And, but he was classy enough that, like, because I've listened to his commentaries on those Batman movies oh, yeah. uh, from the, bo- the uh, had, like, the DVD box set that has that, like, mm-hmm. that whole run. And in the commentary, like, he's very, like... Always professional about it. On the one hand, he does kind of acknowledge, like, yeah, like, the problems with those movies. Well, they, there was nothing he could do about them, right? Like, well, <laughs> but that's... Short, short of just, like, I'm not going to direct this film. Yes and no, because he even said, like, he, he explained, like, a lot of... He essentially boiled down to that those are the films that he was hired to deliver. Exactly. And Good or bad, that's he, what they were going to be. But yeah. he had the class to to actually say that, like, he was aware of some of the issues mm. at the time that they were making it of, like, some of the things that were making him less less good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that, basically, as the director, like, he said that, like, I still take a certain amount of responsibility. Of course, of course. Because I could have fought sure. harder for certain things to, like... But he but, basically but just went along with what they asked for. Were they worth fighting for? Probably not, and that's probably why he didn't, <laughs> to know. a certain degree. But also, I think something a lot of people forget is that uh, one of the reasons for the shift was because Batman Returns, which was the second yeah. Burton one, was actually a bit of like a disappointment in terms yeah. of like it was much less successful box yeah. office-wise and, and critic-wise and stuff like that than the first movie. Yeah. And that was part of the reason for the shift to go back to a more kid friendly yeah. and more. And Batman Forever, which was the third film and yeah. was the first of the, the the two Schumacher ones, Batman Forever was actually more successful than Batman Returns. It actually oh, did better, huh? Which, um, well, which is why we ended up with Batman and Robin. Which is why we ended up with Batman and Robin. But the thing is, is with Batman and Robin, they decided to go full on just making it a toy commercial, yeah, and making it for little kids and making it. You know, flashy and 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 uh, campy, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, here's the thing: it didn't even. Do if that. I was eight, it didn't I probably do... would have really enjoyed Batman. And here's <laughs> the thing: unfortunately, it didn't even do that successfully because no, it, it, it was the least successful of all of them. Yeah. And across the board, everyone was like, "That's an abomination! How yeah. did that turn out that way?" Yeah, you know, and it's like, well, that's what he was asked to do. You know, they they yeah. decided to go. Um, to go full on 100% in that direction yeah. and that was the mistake yeah. apparently. So uh, and you yeah. can't really come back from that. It is what it is. And so that also led me down a different discovery of Joel Schumacher films. Um and I realize this is not a be all end all, yeah. but very few of his films are actually that highly rated. They were commercially successful. A lot of his films easily very yeah. good big There's commercial successes. There's a few successes. notable exceptions. There's a few notable exceptions. But, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. the majority of his work is, like, 50% and under. Yeah. Like, films that I enjoy... I would be surprised if some of my favorite oh, filmmakers oh, were in the same boat. Oh, yeah. And, and that's because, like, but I was looking at... Those scores are... It's true. And I was like... And I was like... And I was like... Because I was looking at... And a, a lot of this, because, like, my majority of the body of work that I've seen of his was his, like, 90s stuff. Sure. Yeah. And... Same. Um... And I was like, oh yeah, this one and this one and this one. And I'm like, these are all in the like 25 to 40%. Yeah. And I was like, but then when you actually look at the reviews of them, yeah. like even the bad reviews are And that's another reason why like those numbers Well, that's a thing. And it's a, like even the bad reviews aren't like, and I guess it's a case of when you have to say a thing is good or bad, 
and you can't like it's it, it, you know you're like I liked it, but and then that's a bad review. Yeah, and it's like. Yeah. Mm. And so, like, and like you said, there's a lot of directors that probably fall right into that yeah. same boat, where Absolutely. it's just like it's the their scores don't actually reflect, yeah, like actually how people enjoyed those movies yeah. because the box office shows that people enjoyed those movies. Well, the fact that every year, and even if for like of, 15 years, he had one or more movies in the theater, and even <laughs> if the box office isn't good, that's yeah. not proof either, because like, oh, exactly. Like, you know, you go well, back to films. Sure, lots of not, great not, movies, not his movies, but like yeah. other movies that we've talked about. Yeah, if you go to like our underrated films list, exactly things yeah, like yeah. that. You, you look at something like, uh, uh, you know, Hudson Hawk, exactly, yeah. and it's like that's that didn't ever do well commercially, yeah. and still to this day is not. Regarded, regarded as a good movie. Yeah. Well, that's just wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just wrong. It's factual. Like, no. it's factually... Scientifically proven to be wrong. straight out wrong. <laughs> wrong. yeah. The, the scores, the critic scores... Yeah. The yeah. other audience scores, the reviews, the box office... They watched the wrong movie. They watched wrong. another movie. They because, didn't watch the good one. Like, that is the case of, like, a... And, and I'm not saying this happens, like, that much. Like, obviously, that's a very mm. specific case... But there are movies like that. Yeah. And that's why that system, that rigorous system of mm-hmm. like, this is what's a good movie and this is what's a bad movie, it it can't be taken that seriously. Exactly. Like, it has yeah, to be taken yeah, with a grain of salt yeah. because well, sometimes I mean, How many times have you just talked wrong. to, you're like, everybody I know likes this movie, but it scored badly and was a box office bomb. How is that possible? Or, How do those two things... Or you have the... Oh, the opposite. Problem. You have like... The, Nobody liked The Ryan movie. Johnson problem <laughs> yeah. where like... His movies keep getting like good reviews or at least mixed. Mixed, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like and people saying like, Oh wow, this is a great movie and it's like, No, it's not. It's horrible. <laughs> this he, this guy does not know how to make movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see a different movie than I did? And Clearly. I just it boggles my mind. Yeah, and yeah. so I just have to accept that like eh, it is yeah, what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. You know? It it doesn't the exception doesn't mean that the whole thing is bunk. Like, no, no, no. like exceptions don't prove the rule. A lot of cases, the time, yeah. it works. Yeah. If most people say something's good, it probably is. Yeah. If most people say something's bad, it probably is. Yeah. But not always, and yeah. that's the important thing to remember. Yeah. yeah. You know. Well, because in the end, like all of this, outside of any review that is not, there's any... somebody out there who likes Batman and Robin. Oh, sure, absolutely. Like, and uh, unironically, unironically likes, yeah. but not very yeah. many. But, you know, <laughs> when it comes to reviews, it's all, I mean, all reviews, there's there's a, a personal bias to them. Sure. It's all opinion, right? Right. It's, unless the review is literally just, like, reviewing the technical merits of the film. Yeah. Like, it's all up for grabs. Sure. You know? But, um, but I mean, there is. Now, now, there's an interesting review. What? That you run a review site, all you do is review movies based 100% on their technical <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of, I mean, it'd be sort of difficult yeah. in a way, but it'd be a challenge. For a number of years, there was a video game review Also, site. I mean, even even that stuff is almost, like, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of subjective, oh, too. Yeah, like, of course, it's, it's, yeah. even that's subject to opinion a little bit, because what exactly constitute, yeah. like, say, well, good picture when you, or the thing good is, sound When or, you do yeah. reviews like that, you can't attach a score to it. Yeah. You just have to present the facts yeah. of what is Anyways, in this Anyways, wow, we're getting way off track yeah. here, but yeah. But for a number of years... Interesting conversation. Yeah. There was a video, Let's discuss. There was a video game review site yeah. that did that with video games, yeah. and they were like... Like, the, so the review consisted of, like, how many levels are in this? Eight. 
how many guns are in this? 15. And like, that was is the it, review. Is it green? Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Like, that was the review. You do cars the same and, way. And you were like, well, this is interesting. But this does not help me at all. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, my suspicion, based on our previous conversations, oh, we are and be our cr- lives, you know, occupying yeah. similar space, uh, um, <laughs> that your number one is likely to be my number two. Oh. So... I would say if you go first, that means we can combo. Sure. Also, unless I'm no, wrong, no, that's fine. And then no. this will be. A You're going to be 100 percent right. I. I don't. <laughs> uh, also, because I'm going to probably guess your number one is actually one of his. Is it? Might be one of his movies that I haven't seen. Maybe. Yeah. Because um, he's, he's actually show up to my. Yeah. Uh, if anyone hears, if this one's a little episode's a little noisy, there's a fair amount of noise outside. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a nice summer oh, day. Yeah. Um, garbage truck's already gone by. It made a lot of noise coming up the block earlier. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm always afraid of that because garbage day is our recording day. I'm yeah. always afraid, like, one day it's going to come right That's in the middle a of a recording. <laughs> having to put up you is like having to put up with garbage. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, sure. I'll go first. Um, so, this is one... Um, I think actually might, might, might have, even have some crossover. Oh, I, lower, I, there's going to be a lower. I, I think maybe, there might be. Um, yeah. Um, but this is one. Actually, I think we saw this film together. Um, in the theater or in the theater? I think we saw it in the theater together. Okay. Um, probably by far, like, would probably be considered not one of his better films. But I. Oh, that's the other thing I should mention right off. Um, outside of basically my number one. Mm-hmm. Most of these movies I only ever saw once. Okay. And so you're going strictly off memory. Uh, memory on here. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and a lot of these I have That's not fair. seen yeah. since. This is a little yeah. different than <laughs> yeah, what our yeah, typical yeah. things are, yeah, but yeah. 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 Hey, that's cool. So yeah. Mix, mix um, it up. Change it up. Yeah, a little so bit. my number five is from 1999. It's 8mm. Um, okay. Which is um, Nicholas, mean, Nicholas Cage lead on that a little it bit. It wasn't me you saw it with. It was. It no, wasn't you. Was but it? you okay. did see it with people. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I remember you talking about it. Um, bit of um, a dark film. Yeah. Super, super dark. Super film. dark. Tackles a sub. A, in a very way, uncomfortable subject. Yeah. In a way, which is like not really my bag, and so yeah. that's why I'm not Maybe like that's a big why fan you, of this yeah. film. But um, uh, yeah, it, but it, it's fairly decently regarded. I uh, yeah. I you know I recall it being handled well. Nicholas Cage. Uh, does a like it's a one of the few movies where Nicolas well, Cage actually Nicolas well, Cage roles. Yeah. He actually he he puts in acting rather than the like the usual the, the he acts rather than performs like he usually does. Yeah. Like he, I mean, I don't mind a little play, oh a I, little of both together. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. if it's blended in a good yeah. way, it works. Like I love me some like. Off the wall, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, but, but I, I like when it's tempered exactly. a little bit with yeah. like a real performance as mm-hmm. well. Like I like when they're you get a um, bit of both. But this is one where it's yeah. definitely a much more of a straight, yeah. like, which serious performance. I mean, it had to be considering yeah. like the subject matter. Oh yeah. Uh, for those who don't know what the film is about, it's about uh, Nicholas Cage plays a private detective who's hired by a widow, uh, who uh, her when her husband died, uh, she found a wall safe in his his study. And in it are these eight millimeter, um, uh, I was gonna say tapes, but no, the eight millimeter film Films, reels yeah. of uh, basically uh, this young woman being 
bad things happening to her. Yeah. Um, and you never, it's very stylistically shown. Yeah. Uh, you don't really ever see what happens to her. You mostly just see everyone having to live through watching these films. Right. Um, uh, which is, is still difficult. Yeah. Like, it's still rough. It's yeah. a, it's a rough film yeah. to, to, I mean, as it should be. Yeah. Um, and then she, the, the widow wants to like, know like, is this real? Mm-hmm. And if so, like, like how did this happen or who, who's involved with this? And yeah. then it leads him down to edge where he finds out those who are responsible, leads him into this seedy underbelly of snuff films. Yeah. Um, and, uh, which has got, um, um, Phoenix, uh, uh, what's his first name? Um, uh, Jack, Jackin? Oh, Joaquin. Joaquin Phoenix. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I always want to say Jack. I always want to pronounce that J. Joaquin Phoenix, uh, delivers a very creepy role in this. Um, he's sort of like, he ends up being like Nicolas Cage's like go-to guy between like yeah. the, the worst part. These yeah, worst I, I don't people. remember yeah, it it's, very well um, at all. I, I, it's, I only remember like the, the like just how well it was like effective. It's, it, yeah, it was exactly. Effective. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're kind yeah. of grading and, up on. And, and I'm sort of and then yeah. sort of like the the effectiveness of even being a dark film like this and because of the performances and how they handled it, I was like Oh because five spot on my a lot of contenders for the five spot on my on my mm-hmm. list. There's a lot of his films that I like a, a certain amount and I'm like yeah. these could all be on my five. Mm-hmm. Um and so the rest ended up just on my also rants. But I decided to put 8mm. It's a bit of a different film, bit of a, yeah. you know. So that's why that one's my number five. All right, cool. Uh, my five is also kind of dark. Okay. Kind of dealing with uh, death a little bit. Okay. But uh, it's a little more, I guess, on the entertaining side because it's not as, like, like real, like, oh, this is, like, something that could have happened and therefore is like, oh, horrifying. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's uh, from 1990, is Flatliners. Ah! Uh, which um, has a uh, terrible modern remake. <sighs> uh, never watched that. Oh. Uh, just watched the original. Uh, it's worth a watch. It's not a great film by any means. It has its flaws, but it's got a really... Especially if you there's can, a uniqueness you to can, it from the time period. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's what I was going to say. Is that it's something that kind of stands out from other things from the, from the time, um, while at the same time somehow kind of fitting right into the time. Uh, particularly in regards to like cast wise, yeah, it is very like it's like the dark underbelly of like the Brat Pack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a lot of the like similar. You know, uh, it's not the same people from from those movies. No, but, no, no. But no. it's like that same sort of generation of like up and coming young actors. So it's like, you know, Kiefer Sutherland and Mm -hmm. like Julia Roberts and like all these like up and coming, um, you know, uh, sort of the hot young actors of the Kevin Bacon, the day Kevin Bacon. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. A, a Schumacher favorite. He's, He's in a lot of Schumacher yep. films. Yeah, Kevin Sullivan and uh, uh, well, and then later and Julia Roberts Colin, too. Colin Farrell and Colin and Farrell and Julia, and Julia Roberts. Yeah, yeah they've yeah. all done multiple yeah. uh, Schumacher. Films. Uh, Oliver Platt as well, um, who's also in Flatliners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Oliver Platt, great. Yeah, he's great Oliver too. Platt, yeah. I mean, a little bit less known as like a lead, yeah, uh, actor, but like, yeah. So, so it definitely has that sort of thing going for it. Where like, if you contextualize contextualize it into that time, like, I don't know what like the modern equivalent of, like, what would be, like, the the young, up-and-coming, hot, current yeah, actors yeah, that are, yeah. like, the ones that are kind of, like, making the headlines. Like, yeah. I don't know what the equivalent now would be. I'm a bit out mm-hmm. of touch with that sort of thing. 
but it you know anyone out there who is aware of like what the current actors like that are like just that's what just made this a big deal imagine if you had a movie like this and it was all of that mm-hmm. uh um and uh yeah it's just basically i i, I assume probably because the remake and stuff like that a lot yeah. of people know the gist of like what it's about but essentially it's these they're like medical students i believe yes. yeah. and they basically have this thing where they basically um well, they conduct an experiment where they. Really oh, uh, what it is is they basically like they, they well they flatline. Yeah, like they cause a person their own for a certain amount. They, yeah, they basically for like a short like, period of time. They kill they kill a person for a short like, period of time and then because they're, well, they're looking into. Like, but it's not just an experiment too. It's yeah. like they they it comes to like the point where they start to like they kind of like enjoy it. Like it's, yeah. it gives them like this kind of rush, rush. Yeah, yeah. that like they sort of enjoy it. But then there's but side then, effects. Yeah. Like as they go, there's a psychological toll. As they get more into it, yeah. it sort of becomes this thing of like, yeah. like maybe there's things in there that you shouldn't be delving into. Like yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe there's a reason why like people shouldn't be like yeah. flatlined and then mm-hmm. brought back. Like, yeah. you know, all the time, like, you know, um, and, uh, so yeah. yeah, so it's kind of like a thriller in that sense, but you know, there's some psychological elements. There's some, you know, uh, uh, yeah. It's just it's yeah. It's not super great. Like it's it, it's it has its flaws, but it's like it's an entertaining watch. But it's entertaining yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I say, especially at the time it came out, mm. it was pretty unique. Mm. Um, although there was, I feel like at that time it was like there were things happening in that arena. I mean, there was things like. Um, what was the Jacob's Ladder? Jacob's like Ladder. Tim Robbins I mean, was like also a fantastic. That's a really yeah, great like movie. That's yeah. probably a better movie. In yeah, some yeah, ways. yeah, yeah. But like there well, was mm, Jacob's Ladder is it's just a heavier, more dramatic, yeah. more like Flat that's Liners why I say in some ways. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not like mm-hmm. it's not, Flatliners yeah. maybe has some entertainment value that's greater. Yeah. But like the thing is, is that there was a thing happening around that time yeah. that kind of was. Mm-hmm. But this idea of taking these kind of like dark weird kind of thriller mm-hmm. thing and then putting in these like the hot young actors of the time yeah it's kind of an interesting mix and, yeah. and it's kind of makes for an interesting you know to me in my mind flatliners didn't exist we'd have no final destination um i think i mean it's a very different thing i i just feel like that i know what you mean sort of like yeah. that you know yeah being haunted by death yeah but, but particularly like the tone of the film, yeah. the you know, to some a, degree, a bunch maybe. of young actors, yeah, a possible. bunch of you know, like there was a, it's a style of film. It's sort which of a is different not. thing because I mean, uh, uh, Final Destination is basically just a a weird twist on like the slasher film. I mean, I guess, that's, like, true. that's it's true. It's really more influenced by those. Yeah. Flatliners is a much more psychological. Flatliners oh, yeah. is more of like a like. Yeah, like more uh, of like a, a youth thriller. I don't yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, sure, I don't sure. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't because yeah. it's definitely not like a straight up horror film. It's not. No. It's not like a slasher film. It's not like a, a, a you know a Nightmare on Elm Street or something no, like no, that. No, like it no. definitely has its own kind of mm-hmm. mo. Yeah, but uh, I haven't seen it in a really long time. Yeah, admittedly, me um, but uh, I just have like fairly good memories of just. You know, it made enough of an impression, I guess I'd say, mm-hmm. to make it on number five. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, like I say, I had like a pretty limited 
selection in terms of like unless i want to go back and like watch a whole bunch of his movies yeah sure sure uh so i had to kind of go with like my personal experience and like i do remember seeing that like a few times back in the day and enjoying it mm. so yeah yeah that's my five flatliners yeah, yeah. flatliners good good film uh four. so my number four is uh four four <laughs> yeah just do it damn it yeah. uh is from 2002 speaking yeah. of keith sutherland yeah. uh phone booth with uh colin farrell and keith sutherland which is uh, taps into one of my with Kiefer Sutherland's voice, voice, and about two seconds color. of his face. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right at the end. Yeah, um, it. Uh, but hey, that just goes to show you how good it he can co-star in a movie yeah. that he doesn't even appear in hardly. It uh, it taps into one of my favorite, like I guess, sub genres or styles of film, which is the like limited. Oh. And um, how limited is it? It's a phone booth. <laughs> I mean, they cut away from the phone booth a number of times. But, but not a lot. No. And the main and character. And a number of times they do it. And it's the protagist Picture is, in picture. Yeah. And so it's. And this the is protagonist like, is in that phone booth for the majority yeah, of the movie. Yeah. Um, so Colin Farrell's like a. Um, he like sells scout tickets. He owes favors. He's a, he's he's a, a bit a, of a low Like life. a bookie, low life kind of. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He's, he's definitely, he's somebody who's like, he's not an evil person. No. But he's definitely gone down a path in yeah. his life where like, he's kind of a douchebag. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's done questionable of, things, you know. Like he uh, has some lessons to learn. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, that's basically what the film is about. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> well, it's, he's got that like, he thinks he's hot. You know, like in in the world that he operates in, he thinks yeah. he's like pulling the strings, but like he actually owes more favors than he yeah. than he can cash in, kind of thing. Um, and then, yeah, he's walking one day, and a phone booth next to him rings. I mean, this is like during the rise of the cell phone too, which is a big yeah. part of like a big part of this movie is like phones in general. Yeah. But um, and he yeah, answers it. Really have made this movie any later than they did? No, absolutely. Yeah, five, five years later. <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Um, who's seen a phone booth? Um, and it's for him. And, and it's Keith of Sutherland telling yeah. him, like, basically, like, don't, don't hang up, don't move, or I will shoot you. Yeah. And he's like, you can't leave this phone booth. You can't leave this phone booth. And he's like, I don't believe it, you know. And then, like, just a random guy in the street gets shot. And somebody thinks that he and the phone booth did it. And then, of course, it turns into this. Yeah. Thing like, and then like show, uh, his wife blah, blah, blah. and his mistress are drawn into it, and a big part of it is yes. Yeah. It's I mean it's a character piece. Oh, it's it is absolutely, and yeah. it's it's all dialogue. It's all yeah, like like verbal High, like crazy tension, heightened drama tension and and, yeah, and, yeah. and character development and a yeah. character piece. Yeah, but all on the auspices of you know yeah. this guy is stuck in his phone booth. He's yeah. going to be shot yeah. if he leaves or yeah. tries to do anything. Yeah. And, you know... Or if he doesn't, you know, like, there's things he's asked to do. He has yeah. to... Like, and it's all about basically coming clean on, like, yeah. this, like, like house of lies that he has built yeah. himself, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh... It's uh, very impressive mm -hmm. that just on a technical level, and I don't mm -hmm. just mean technical, like, filmmaking technical. Yeah. I mean, like, behind this, uh, in terms of story construction yeah. and character cons like construct like on a writing level yeah. as well as on an execution level uh very clever and very yeah. tricky thing to do to make a viable entertaining mm -hmm. movie with this limitation yeah that's uh, what really stands out to me mm -hmm. yeah 
it it uh, yeah I just I just remember really liking it I saw it in the theater um, it uh, yeah yeah so it, it is it does really that again, might be know, one we saw together. that might probably because I'm saw pretty sure there. I saw that in the theater yeah um, and just like how menacing Hugh Sutherland is over the phone I mean he has a sniper rifle he's got that voice you know you know he's got the Hugh uh, Sutherland voice you know um, uh, uh, what's his name Forrest Whitaker uh, plays like the uh, police, like his like go to yeah. between like the the police, or like a what do they call that? Like a not an interpreter, a liaison, liaison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, contact, contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, because it, it, a huge part of it is, is he's having to deal with the police yeah. and that. Who are the who are the who are the female lead, the actresses? Um, it's Katie Holmes, right? Uh, who plays his? Uh, that's his like. His mistress, yeah, and uh, then his wife is played by um, uh, Rada Mitchell. Oh, okay, yeah, right, yeah, um, good stuff. But uh, yeah, very good stuff. Yeah, uh, and then yeah, Forder, Force Force plays like the police captain who is like right. basically like because of course like so much of it at the start is just like diff- just diffusing this situation because he's like if you don't defuse the situation, mm-hmm. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Or and then eventually, like, or start killing other people. Other people, has, and then it gets drawn into he can, this. He can he can bring the bear a shot on anybody. In exactly. The area, yeah, right? and then it brings and then it brings in like both his wife and his his mistress yeah. are there, and it's like he it, at a certain point he's basically told to pick. Yeah, and like that's where like it really and of course like he, he's just suffering like just he's just being like basically tortured by this guy yeah. the whole time, and and Colin Farrell does a good job. Does this like Very good. yeah. Um, that was one of the first times where I was like, "Oh, like Colin Farrell's actually not a bad actor. Actually, can be pretty good and yeah. not just kind of annoying all the time." <laughs> yeah. I was not a fan of Colin Farrell no, at same. all before this movie. Yeah, and uh, and then since I've actually like yeah. seen more things. Like um, we did an episode on um, in Bruges. In Bruges, which was yeah. a great. He's done. Film. He's done some and some good uh, stuff. yeah, he's done some really good. Stuff I think since, it's, he's an actor. At who, that time, I was really not a fan. He's an actor who, when he has a role, plays one of those, to his strengths. Yeah, you know, I don't know. He just rubbed me the wrong way somehow. Yeah, he's he just one of those people that I just didn't enjoy. Yeah. And it, there's people like that. Like, there's just there's lots of actors like that that I'm just mm-hmm. like, eh, they just don't do it for me. Yeah, but uh, that one kind of changed my mind a little bit, which is always nice when that happens. When that moment happens, Ryan Gosling, you know, yeah, kind of felt the same about him. I was like, he just something about him I just didn't appreciate. And mm-hmm. then, I mean. 20, later on 2049 I was like yeah. I was already starting to soften a little bit on him because I had seen yeah. like little bits and pieces of things although uh, whatchamacallit didn't do any good to help uh, that uh, I can't even remember what it was called now but that the terrible musical that was such a big deal that everyone loved that almost won the Oscars and stuff uh, and that oh 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 oh, oh LA story no no uh, no oh. anyways yeah yeah, yeah. La La Land La La Land yes yeah yeah that didn't do him any favors. Yeah. But I'd seen some bits and pieces, and then, mm-hmm. like, when later on 2049 came out, I was just like, yeah. holy crap, he's amazing. Yeah. So I'm totally converted on Ryan Gosling now. And it was a similar kind of thing with Colin Farrell in in, in, in this. Mm-hmm. Um, nice guys did a good job of it. Uh, yeah, that was after, though. That was after... Blade Runner? I yes. think. Oh, you saw it after. I saw it after, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I should yeah, clarify. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it came out first, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I saw it after. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, so, you know, there's just people like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, oftentimes you get that turning point where it's just like oh, you yeah. see them in the right thing or whatever, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, I And for some really some good. actors, it's like 
they're an actor with good acting ability, but they just don't get to land the roles yeah. until they do land the role, and then everybody goes, "Oh wait, we've been putting this guy in the wrong roles." Yeah. And then, like from then on, they uh, do a better yeah. job of you know. Yeah. I mean, you, you, we, could, you, we could do a top five of actors who had turnabout in their career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's not a bad top five. <laughs> yeah, good work. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I guess it's my four. Your four. Wow, we're going through this kind of slow. Uh, a lot of side talk. Uh, well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll it'll, it'll speed up in a sec. It's um, <laughs> okay, my four is um, on a somewhat similar note to Flatliners. Okay, um, has a bit of that youth, uh, youth energy of the okay. time. Yeah, a little bit of little thrillery, a little bit entertainy. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely more on the entertainy side. A little bit of like some comedic aspects. Blah blah. Um, but it's like a re- pretty famous one, Lost Boys, Lost 1987. Boys. So good. Um, also, Keaton. Also, Keaton. Well, much more so with Keaton. I guess yeah. similar to Flatliners. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like the, one of the male leads. Um, but um, uh, he wasn't Flatliners, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He was the lead. I was going to say. I was going to yeah. say because I was like because then you mentioned Kevin Bacon. I was just like they were both in. Yeah. Because right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like I've, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I'm like I didn't like yeah, misremember yeah. that. Like, but Flatliners is like or uh, Lost Boys is like the two Corys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Jason, Jason Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, most people know about Lost Boys. It's a vampire movie. Um, I'm a big fan of the genre. Ted's in it. Um, I will say that it probably would. Had I not seen it, like, within the last couple of years, yeah, uh, it probably would have ranked higher, uh, but seeing it again... Oh, does I, it not hold up? Not super well. It holds up to a point. Oh, okay. But, like, it's not the, like, ooh, this is great mm-hmm. kind of thing that you might think. Um, it's good. It's, yeah. it's, like, still watchable, but... Um, probably one of the first vampire movies I ever saw as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was definitely part of a resurgence yeah. that... Because, like, it was... Not too long after Fright Night, yeah, and I guess uh, there was that kind of mid '80s, yeah. you know, mid to late '80s kind mm. of era where it seems like sort of well, pre-interview e- with a vampire. E- each sort of decade, <laughs> each kind yeah. of decade has its like vampire movies. Kind of like there's a couple of big ones, and then it kind of tapers off a bit, yeah. and then like it gets reinvented, refreshed for like the next decade. And yeah. there's a couple of big ones, and yeah. then it tapers off a bit. Yeah. It seems to be a cycle that goes sure. and goes. Um, bring in vampire movies, and that was kind of the era of like that was kind of like the eighties ones, where it was the idea of hey, instead of it being like this, like you know, a bunch of old people and gothic, yeah, you know, gothic women's basically uh, just like like, young, let's let's have it with young, like more more like the sort of youth youth movies of the time. Again, that whole kind of kind of the the brat pack sort of thing, yeah. But like, let's mix that with vampires, and you know, have it be. And, um, so yeah, you have Lost Boys. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty famous. Um, as far as I'm aware, it introduced the idea of, um, where the vampires have, like, where they look normal. Oh, but but they vamp out. They vamp out and have the sort of, like, monstrous look for when they're doing their full-on, like, vampire praying stuff. Yeah. Which was later obviously an influence on the Buffy the Vampire Slayer uh, TV show yeah. where they made that very like explicit of like that they have their human form or whatever yeah. you want to call it in their like vamped out form. Um, and even the look is very similar. Because um, before that, vampires were usually like... Well, they were either always 
hideous or like yeah. you didn't know they were a vampire because they were just like an attractive I wouldn't necessarily know. say that even I feel like a lot of times before they would always do the thing where basically like the vampire would look like somebody who's like maybe pale yeah, yeah. and had like some like the teeth were sticking out or, or already or something like that very minimal and and you know maybe, maybe mm-hmm. they might have like a little bit of like a little bit of like makeup around like the lips and stuff to yeah, make yeah. it more like like oh like prominent like yeah. blood stain you know type thing or or they'd have like weird eyes or like yeah. you know a weird hairdo it's always you know? yeah the v the v yeah the, the widow's peak there, yeah. there'd always be something that would kind of like mm-hmm. like mark them as like like looking very obviously not like a normal person but like well lost boys is like it would be very but it like, became very cliche like yeah, it became exactly. very like like oh like like I want to suck your blood, blood yeah, kind of exactly, like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like vampires had a certain look, but it was all just like makeup well, and all. But Lost Boys is what if vampires weren't Dracula? Hmm? Lost Boys is what if vampires weren't Dracula? Oh, I thought you said were Dracula. No, they're not confused yeah. massively. So this is, they aren't Dracula's in this movie. Yeah. And so, uh, and so like the cool idea about Lost Boys is that like, there's no indication. Yeah. Of their they look like, anybody when yeah. they're normal. And then when they vamp out, they mm. actually become like yeah. monstrous looking yeah. um so they had this kind of dual thing where before that it was always just like vampires always just looked like these weird like pale like mm-hmm. people with like sharp teeth and stuff it was kind of obvious it was like yeah. you meet a vampire and it's like you knew it was like, a vampire hello and, I'm not, and it's like oh, of course he's a vampire like yeah, yeah. it's like blatantly obvious the transylvanian like, accent gave it away but this <laughs> idea of where like they could look sort of normal or like normal for like the the sort of culture because they got this kind of like punky kind of yeah. like 80s you know oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have the long street hair and the, yeah. The, yeah street youth kind of look um so but like More essentially they anarchy. look but essentially they look you know totally normal human yeah and then when they vamp out they well, get this like i use the word normal <laughs> well, you know what i mean yeah, yeah, you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um so the, yeah so there's yeah. that aspect um yeah. so yeah so keep the silent obviously plays like the the leader of the mm-hmm. of the band of vampires um which again, you know, very different from the typical thing of like usually, a van- like vampire leaders are always like older looking, even yeah, you know, like they might be like like you know they're two hundred years old, but like they look you know like yeah, they're probably like look like fifty or or you know they're forty five or like they they look like a middle aged you know yeah, but like this was something where it was like basically like a gang of youths mm-hmm. that just were a whole just gang yeah. of youths, but they're vampires. Yeah. And, and well, and it's told in an interesting way because it's like, yeah, it's like, well, that's the thing it's, is because it takes a long time to even get, get to there. That well, point. because it's, it's, it's the whole start the about, opposite point of view. Yeah, the whole start is like uh, um, the the mom and the two sons yeah. move to this town, yeah. and, and it's it turns to be out, a nice little yeah, sleepy yeah. seaside yeah, California. Yeah. And it turns out it's town. full of like vampires and vampire hunters, and yeah, it's it's just a yeah, it's yeah. a real. It's a, I mean, there's the whole thing. It's where, a, like, like meet, what's the town that like Buffy takes place in? Uh, Sunnydale. Sunnydale. It's yeah. like a real Sunnydale situation. Yeah, again, I mean, it was obviously, like, very influential yeah, in yeah. that way. Um, but, yeah, like, you know, when they meet those, the two brothers yeah. that are, you know, sort of, they're, like, self-styled, like, vampire hunters, but they're, like, basically kids. Like, yeah, they're, yeah. they're, like, teenagers. Yeah. Uh, like, young teenagers. Like, yeah. younger than the... Because the, the well, main... Like, the, the, like, the other characters are, like, teenagers, too, too. but they're, like, the older teenagers. teenagers. Yeah, and then yeah. they're, like, the younger teenagers. Yeah, well, because it's an interesting film, because it's, like, it's actually, like... It's a teen movie. Yeah. And, you know, like, but, like, at first, kind of, like, like remembering back to it, I'm like, 
Oh yeah, no. But right, then there's like right. a twist. Yeah, exactly. It's like it all starts out like a normal team movie, movie, and then and it's then, like, wait a minute, yeah, something's it, not right. Yeah, yeah. Here and it know. gets dark. It gets dark. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, no. A uh, Lost Boys is, is yeah. yeah, great movie. Good fun. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so that's uh, your number four. Yeah, Lost Boys. All right. Very uh, uh, notable like soundtrack too. Like yes. a lot of people. It's one of those. It's one of those eighty soundtracks yeah. that often gets. Cited and yeah. referred to. It's literally you say Lost Boys. Now I have that song stuck. Yeah, in my head. like that is just how that movie works yeah, for yeah. me. Yeah, well that too. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Uh. So this will go quick. Uh. My number three, Flatliners. Okay. Yeah. So we're um, kind of leapfrogging yeah. here. Uh. I like Flatliners. Uh. It's um. Yeah. The like we talked about it. You know, at the time it was something different. It wasn't like really kind of like a psychological film that I had. I had never really seen anything like that before. Yeah. You know. And, uh, again, I don't think I've probably seen it since the mid-90s, so, you know, my recollection of parts of it are hazy, are hazy you Yeah, know, but it but, obviously made an impression, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And no. so that's what I think is, like, a, yeah. a big, like, part of yeah. the measure of a movie is yeah, how exactly. much of an impression did it make yeah. that you still remember, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, so we yeah. already covered that Fine. pretty well. That's all right. right. Well, we're just going to keep leapfrogging yeah. here because my three yeah. is Phone Booth. Interesting. Okay. Uh, which I already covered. Uh, the reason I put it a little bit higher than those other ones is because, um, mostly just because of how impressive yeah. it is to me that, like, they made such an effective movie mm-hmm. with the limitations that they imposed upon themselves. Yeah. Like, nobody was just, like, like, I guarantee you, no, no, like, like, a studio didn't come up to them and go, like, hey, we need you to make a movie <laughs> yeah. where the main character is stuck in a phone booth for the whole movie yeah. and he can't leave and it's just all talking. <laughs> like, nobody would ask them to make that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Somebody wrote that, yeah. presented it, the script was good enough to get picked up, made into a movie directed by Joel Schumacher, yeah. and they just, they so effectively crafted that yeah. concept it, into something that actually worked as a movie. It couldn't have been easy to push that script either. No. Because, like, What's the elevator pitch there? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're, you're like, it's so, so give me the it pitch. It's a little cheaper, uh, I guess. He's trapped in an elevator? We're going to need more than yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little cheaper, I guess, because you don't need yeah. to have no, a lot of trapped lo- in an elevator. Sorry, he's trapped in a phone booth. A lot booth. of he's locations trapped, and things like that. He's trapped in a phone booth. Like, so like Doctor Who. No, that's a police <laughs> the, box. The twist, the twist is, is at the end he comes out of the phone booth and he's Superman. And he's Superman. No, oh, no, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't see that coming. Uh, but no. He I, gets shot and the bullet just bounces yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, just bounces off. Yeah. Um, I could see Colin Farrell as Superman. So, yeah. so you're number three, phone booth. Well, Superman with an Irish accent. Right? I don't know yeah. if that would work. Irish Superman. But um, yeah, Superman. I, I picked it. Here's Superman. I picked a... <laughs> That's not get offensive. Now. Um, I picked it uh, for three, like I said, just because I mm. find like those the other two, the the youth thrillers, yeah, are a I haven't seen them in a while. I, I yeah. like I, I saw Lost uh, a couple of years yeah. ago, but but like I, they're ones that are like entertaining and fun, but kind of flawed. Yeah. With Booth, I'm just so impressed by like the fact that they made a really solid movie mm. with very particular restrictions yeah yeah and and i'm not usually one for like really talky charactery movies like i appreciate it when it's well done but it's mm. like you know i want to see i want to see some things blow up i want to see some aliens <laughs> i want to see whatever you yeah, know like yeah. i like entertainment and and uh so for for a movie like that to work for me is like that just shows you how well they did it mm. 
Um, so yeah, I figured yeah. put it right in that middle slot, that three, nice convenient yeah. middle slot. Yeah. So we're just leapfrogging. Uh, well, while, while, while we're doing this, uh, my number two, Lost Boys. So just bam, bam, bam. Basically, we just had those all in different order. We just had them all in different order. That's those three movies. Just yeah, um, and yeah, we, the Lost Boys. I. Yeah. yeah, like I said, probably the first vampire movie yeah. I ever saw. So, so obviously I you haven't seen enjoyed. it in a while. Yeah, but no. you have very fond memories. Exactly. So therefore, uh, you're just absolutely. like, I'm going to go yeah. two because yeah. I just I, I feel like I haven't seen it in a while, but I saw it a lot. Yeah. around that time, yeah. like you probably not in 1980. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like but, I'm not trying no. to like downplay or like say no, no, that no, it's no. not good. It's just for me. Yeah, no. In no. recent times, like the it it's more stood out as kind of like like oh yeah, it's good, but it's not like. Good, good. It's not like uh, amazing, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. It's more notable for like the influences, yeah. or for how much it influenced other things and whatnot. Um, and you know, a few a few images here and there. Right. Um, so now I guess we can do your two and my one. I assume would be yeah. your two, my one. So is this my two? Yeah, and then it'll be your be one. my one. Okay, is I'm, this nineteen ninety three? Yes, it's falling right. down. It's falling down. It's falling, falling down. down. Yes. we've talked about this movie lots before. Yeah. Um, Michael Douglas. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've done. It just came up in top fives. This came it, up. It in, came up in other top fives. Yeah. But well, we, when we did our top nineties top five, but we couldn't so. ignore it. I yeah. mean, it's like yeah, you know, no, it, a great uh, film. Um, it's insane. although I have not seen it in a little while. It's it's been some time, probably since the last. Yeah, time I saw but, it. it's I mean, been well. I got. Um, I've, I've seen it probably it, within. It's not the kind of movie you necessarily watch like. A that bunch? many times true, because true. like like not to say you shouldn't watch it that many times like it's yeah. good to watch multiple times but like it's not a you know like a Ghostbusters or a yeah. Star Wars yeah, or like exactly. a, where you could just watch it like over and over like yeah. it's it's it well it's pretty dramatic it's, it's pretty, pretty heavy. dramatic like it's got some heavy aspects yeah. it's got some really funny parts too yeah like, sure sure they're very it's dark humor dark funny because they're, they're things where like you laugh and you're just like oh, I should uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's horrible well it's but funny because it's true and because it's true it's, it's also really, terrible really <laughs> terrible yeah um, but yeah like it's it's um, for yeah. those oh for those who don't know uh, Falling Down is um, Michael Douglas plays the main character yeah um, and he uh, it's basically about a man it's a man having a breakdown break, breaking point yeah uh, in dealing with his job, he's stuck in trapped the it's, modern world, and he basically exactly just like completely yeah. cracks. Yeah, and it's basically he about, goes on a rampage, it, and it's not like a, it's it's not like a like a like a more modern day version of this would probably be much more violent, much more. It's just more. It's a very it's no, a very it's actually, personal. It's a actual. very and it's a very like it has like a quite a light touch. Yeah, yeah. to a large degree, like it's very skillfully done yeah. where. Like you're following, a man angrily walks across a chunk of L.A. You're following him, <laughs> yeah, almost like exclusively like a protagonist, yeah. But yet, like the movie is not asking you to like approve of what he's doing. Oh no, no. But it does make you kind of understand what he's yes. doing. Yes, yeah. It's it's and empathy so, without yeah without, without yeah. necessarily excusing yeah. you know the bad side of what he's doing. Which and in the end, which is coming to that, and and yeah. in the end, he, he the character. And and the audience sort of together has to come to the realization that like this can't go on. Like yeah. this will not end well for anybody. anybody. No, no, no. Like the, if this isn't you know something's not done, and and it's it's a tragedy. I mean, yeah. in that sense, like it's. And, 100%. I mean, it, and it's also like in it also touches sense, on. It is a tragedy. Yeah, it is absolutely. And I mean, it also like especially from the time is like it touches on 
like news events and stuff like during the I mean that early nineties psychological like we there was a lot of especially in that area yeah we were dealing with things like this wasn't that long after the riots right exactly it was not after riots not after like news stories of like oh coworker goes into his office and shoots up his office yeah you know like people were the recognize the people were starting to recognize that the kind of the the mental oppressiveness yeah. of what the world yeah. was becoming in the early nineties. Oh, we it. have done absolutely nothing. What yeah. we've done is what we've done is we've just recognized that this happens now and again and just shuffled it off to yeah. the side. But we've done nothing to prevent. But yeah, it. Yeah. Great, <laughs> great performances. Oh, uh, yeah. Him and also Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall, plays yeah. the, the the cop who is like trying to track him down. Yeah, and um, yeah, very uncliched characters. Yes. Very yeah. like fresh and mm-hmm. like. Kind of realistic, but like in a, well, a very realistic version in that way of it. that you you understand and connect. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah, can yeah. believe that yeah. people could could get into this situation, yeah. but it's certainly dramatized. Yeah, like yeah. it's definitely a lot more. Yeah. It's a little juicier yeah, than yeah, what sure, you would sure, expect sure. in reality. Well, it's but, one of those like in the reality but that makes is, it just makes is it a better. Movie. All the events that happen in this movie would actually be like ten different people, yeah. and not one person causing all these ten different things yeah, to happen. Yeah. yeah, and probably not all in the same day. No, no, not in an afternoon. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. it's it's yeah, but it it makes a really good point. Uh, like I say, it doesn't seem like we've learned much from it, but it yeah. makes a good point. Um, <laughs> like all good points, it's worth watching. We now. nodded and agreed, and they did uh, nothing about it. <laughs> it's worth. It's still worth watching. Yeah, uh, it's a great film, mm-hmm. great performances, um, great plot. Great. Yeah. yeah it's no, great. it's it's really good. Um, you know, uh, and I do appreciate, like like you said, like the um, the empath- empath- empathizing with the main <laughs> character, but not asking for, you know, like asking it, to forgive him, yeah, not like asking for, you which is something shouldn't be like cheering exactly. on, like like yeah, go do that. Which is like, that's that, a problem. Like that's, if that's how you feel, that's a problem. I feel but, a lot oh, of more but being like, able to identify with like somebody that feels. Mm-hmm push to an extreme and that like they're yeah. lashing out because like they just can't deal with it anymore mm-hmm. like that's understandable and that's something that you can kind of identify yeah. with but obviously you know yeah. you don't want to be approving of the extremes that he is this is this is i would call this like the punisher problem yeah where yeah people you can empathize empathize yeah i'm having a trouble with that word yeah today. it's you, important not to ever just, you can like, empathize with the punisher that, like, you know why and you understand why he does yeah. the things but you should he's not a hero. He's but he's not, not a, a hero. You should never like he is a mass murderer. He is approving of his approach. And a yeah. lot of like vigilante movies yeah. and stuff like that. They they don't kind go that, that they forget that like no like yeah you should never yeah, yeah. You should never be yeah yeah, yeah. Like, that's it's, a it's a it's it's a dark place that like mm-hmm. you can't just come back from yeah. you know and it's something that you know there are characters mm-hmm. and there are movies that do it well where like they they kind of show that like there are characters who are very self-aware about it mm-hmm. that like they basically know mm-hmm. that this is a dark place they're going to that they, but they do it anyway from, but they do it anyways because they feel like it's necessary yeah and they take that or they don't have any option they take that right. upon themselves mm-hmm. in some cases to um to save someone else sure who hasn't mm-hmm. gone down that path yet and can kind of yeah. be preserved and like and you know sometimes they take it they take that on themselves in order to sort of at least internally feel like you're saving themselves by taking on that sense, part yeah. you know yeah um but yeah no it's it's of you know i'd say like of all these ones the, the, the joel schumacher movies have said like i haven't seen in a while yeah. and then like 
like you know when they hold up or not i think definitely like falling down is probably of the ones on my list yeah. that oh yeah by far like that's the one it there's an element to it that like even though that movie is almost 20 years old now uh almost thir- sorry almost 30 years old now yeah. is like completely understandable like it it, it holds up mm-hmm. you know yep uh, yeah all right, so that's my number one. So, okay, now you're number one. Uh, my number one is the film of Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Um, it's one of those cases where I really can't really articulate what I love about it so much. It just hits on the... Like, I, I'm not a big musical guy, but I do like musicals, and I particularly seem to have a bit, a special uh, affinity for, like, darker mm-hmm. musicals like musicals that lean on more of like a darker story or like yeah, more yeah. macabre in some way like i i just like you know things like this or like um you know uh sweeney todd sure and, you know, I, I like things like that yeah. where it's just cool. i don't know there's something about kind of the sort of like like seemingly sort of upbeat like like yeah we're doing a musical we're like singing we're dancing we're mm. whatever and then, like, juxtaposing that with, like, a dark storyline. Sure, sure, sure. That, I don't know, it just sort of works for me. Um, but um, for this, it's just, yeah, like, when I first saw it, it's 2004 is when it came yeah. out. Uh, the original show, like, Broadway, or I guess it was in England, was it? Mm. Um, whatever. The original musical is came out in 86. Um, but it took a long time, obviously, almost 20 years before they made a, a, yeah. an actual film of it. Um, but it just, on a production level, like, everything is so awesome, like, with... The, I really need to see The it. cinematography. You've, you've been talking to me about this movie for... Well, it's pretty much, like, the first thing that I... Sh- like, uh, my mom came to visit one time, and it's basically, like, the first... This is, like, years ago now, but yeah. it's, like, basically the first thing I showed her in, like, HD. Like, oh, like on cool. Blu-ray, on, like, an HDTV, I was like, Mom this is it like this is the experience yeah because like com- like the sound the having that like sound of like the, obviously the music because i mean the music is great just the music the music and then you have like the songs like the sung parts but you have all the in-between stuff with all the score as well that all fits within that same thing but the cinematography yeah the sets the costumes like the, the whole visual presentation is just exquisite um, I really like the performances. I know that there are purists who, you know, don't like that they lean more towards like film performance versus the but the, it's a film, the classic. It's a film. You know, not they feel a... like the actors weren't necessarily uh, at the same level in terms of like um, like singing skill as like yeah. the original, you know, stage people and stuff. Who, you know, because originally it was cast like more for like singing ability. Mm. The film was cast more for the acting, um, and. Uh, but you know they cast people that could sing as well, obviously. Sure, sure. But um, but yeah, like it just um, just the whole presentation, just like everything. It's really hard to like articulate because it's just like everything about it. It's like so. It's really subtle. Like, it, but it's like it's literally way way up there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally one of my favorite movies. Period. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's in that same sort of way as like other movies that are like my some of my favorite movies mm-hmm. where it just. Everything about it, it just punches just, all the right about check it, marks. It just it, makes yeah. me so happy. Just makes me so like joyous and just like 
it, it's yeah. just it, yeah. it's so great um and uh so it, it, there was no way it wasn't gonna be number, my number one because of that because like completely separate from the fact that joel schumacher directed it like it's just one of my favorite movies mm. so cool you know falling down yeah. really good movie uh, but I had a feeling this was going to be. It had one. to be this yeah. because I was like, it's just it, it's on a completely different level mm. for me personally. But I'm not saying, in a general sense, that anyone else might be like, oh yeah, like that's the best movie of all those. Like I don't know, like he he made a whole bunch of other movies that I didn't even see that yeah. may have had someone there that are really good. I don't know, but for me, yeah, it's just so good. So yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I, I've always liked the sort of the story like the the like that property mm. i guess you would call it anyway so like i have like many different like i have like a bunch of different versions like of the... you know uh, in my collection so that like, i've got, you got that sequel i've got the the uh no <laughs> what sequel that doesn't exist uh... <laughs> i've now ruined everything by even mentioning it <laughs> they didn't make it into a movie. That's true. So I can just true. pretend it That's doesn't true. exist. That's true. It is. It is only in. in yeah. Yeah. Um, but I uh, only found out about that recently, and I, I listened to a discussion like talking about it. Yeah. And I was like, it was like unbelievable to me. I was like, it, it was like. Same here. Uh, yeah. I was like, anyway, I can't believe that's actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's an alternate reality. It's like it's like a parallel universe. Yeah. This that's what happened afterwards. Yeah. It doesn't count. Yeah, um, Bern, Bernstein bears. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. But yeah, like I have like the the um, the eighty eight version with um, Robert Englund, which is like oh, yeah. more of a horror movie. That's really really. That's good. the one I. That's also really good. Yeah. Um, in its own way. Um, and I have like the forty. Was it forty three version with um, Claude Rains? <laughs> Uh, which was Technicolor. It was 1943, but it was Technicolor. Oh, nice. Um, that one's I don't like as much, but like it's it's got good production value because like obviously they they spent a lot of cash and they mm-hmm. wanted to make it like a big fancy 40s you know Technicolor film. But uh, and then of course there's the the classic 1925 yeah. silent version with Lon Chaney, um, which is really good. Silent version of a musical is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> well that's the thing. Well because it wasn't a musical band, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, pre pre stage production, but yeah. Um, musical stage production. But yeah, it is interesting that to have a story that is so heavily based around music yeah. to be a silent film is an interesting concept. <laughs> but, you know, they didn't have a lot of choice uh, at the time. But uh, yeah, uh, anyways, yeah, the 2004 um, film version of the awesome. stage musical cool. is, um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, cool. Amazing cast. Um well, if you've got, a, it's you know, probably not hard both to lesser down. known and be- somewhat better known, but also like younger and older, like a good mix of like veterans and like up and coming um, people. Um, yeah, cool. Oh, that's good. There's that's good. Emmy Rossum was the oh. pre Shameless. Oh, the, pre- uh, yeah. Was the main uh, character there. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 
great. No, that's that's. Uh, I, I assumed that was your number one because I knew you really liked that film. Yeah. And I was like, when you said my number one was your number two, I was. I like, mean, I was oh, only okay, assuming because I, I was yeah. like, there's no way anything else would be higher than yeah, yeah. falling down on your list. Yeah, yeah. It's it was it was it was just kind of like that was my one, and I worked down from there. Yeah, you know, um, I probably could have I probably could have easily just restructured my whole list. Like like the, the, like, like our, our middle threes frogging there. Oh yeah, our, our two threes and fours were just the same. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Here, my two three four, your three. Again, four, five. I was just yeah. like I suspected something yeah. along those lines would happen. Yeah, because our experiences yeah. of his films were so similar in so, terms of like uh, I believe background. that makes this the most crossover most crossover, most crossover uh, top yeah, five we've ever done. Yeah. It has to be. Yeah. So I don't feel long, bad about us talking long earlier because yeah. we just blew through three selections well, right in the middle. Oh, yeah. it's done. We didn't <laughs> yeah. need to do twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, All right. Uh, well, so, so uh, R.I.P. Mr. Schumacher. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the films. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. That's that's how it goes. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, as, as, as Kirk Vonnegut would, would say, so it goes. So it goes, yeah. Um, yeah. So that's it for this week. Uh, we're going to be back uh, next week with uh, a film, a film, a film, uh, a, a, a movie, a movie. A movie. A movie. you make a movie. Um, we'll, uh, I think it's going to be an older one because we did a very recent film last time. Sure. We usually go back and forth for those who aren't familiar. Yeah. Uh, usually we ping pong back and forth between recent film, older film, recent yeah. film. Top five film. ping pong films. Top five ping pong. Oh, you mean as <laughs> The Chinese say ping, ping pong. pong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember liking that movie, but I don't know if it was actually any good. Oh yes, it is. <laughs> is it good? Oh uh, yes, it is. And I won't have you say anything. Uh, no, I like I said, I don't, I don't. I only saw it the one time. So. Yeah. Um, no. All right. It's Fang. 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 I've been saying Fang the, the whole, whole time. time. Yeah. No, fang. 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 With an e. Um, <laughs> Gotta save the panda. Panda's dead. Panda's dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, it's good. Um, Until next week, I'm Chris. Let's do it. Cheers. Bye-bye.